And we are actually live. And there we go. Boom. As soon as I say it, it's just like kind of magic. It kind of just happens. Good morning, everyone. It is Friday. And what does that mean? That means for two sisters, it is Fantabulous Friday. Good morning, everyone. I am Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss. Lady Canna here with two sisters and hey good morning everyone my name is janice aka wellness diva i'm getting a little bit of glare from my glasses so i may be taking them off from time to time but in any event it is fantabulous friday january 22nd and we are so excited to have on with us today an amazing guest her name is stacy boyer and she is a licensed psychotherapist specializing in anxiety depression, stress, and PTSD. Um, and without further ado, welcome, Stacy. Thank you so much for being on with us today. Hi there, and thank you so much for having me today. It's so exciting to be here with you guys. Wonderful. Uh, we, are th we are thrilled, we are honored, and I absolutely love the topic that we're actually gonna be talking to because it relates to so many people, generally when there's nothing going on, but especially during this time where we're kind of in a tumultuous, weird kind of vibe going on this last really 12 months. And, you know, there's certain segments of the population, sadly, that this has impacted tremendously, much more than a lot of people like to talk about. So we're super excited that you're going to actually add value to and a little insight to somebody that does suffer from anxiety, depression. Uh, recovery, you know, and, and their outlets to get to that much needed support. Yes, absolutely. And I think just this past year, maybe the past four years, and certainly since COVID, it's exacerbated whatever you might be feeling. So people that are depressed might feel more depressed. If you're anxious, you might feel more anxious. If you, you know, are stressed, you're more stressed. And it's it's been really a hard time for people. And I think having the tools can really, really help get us through this time. That's amazing. So what, now let's give just a very basic example. Uh, and then I'm sure we're gonna dive into kind of different areas of that. But say you have someone that, is taking control of their mental health. They, they realize that, you know, for them, it could be a chemical imbalance. It could be something that was brought on by a tragedy, whatever it may be. And they were seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist or someone, a counselor on a weekly basis. Now, a lot of times for a lot of people that suffer those issues, they like that physical contact, that physical one-on-one. -on -one. We're in a time where a lot of states have kind of shut down. We're hoping that those reopen, but they've shut down, which also impedes the ability for those people that need that. And uh, from some of the information that I'm getting from some people that I know who personally suffer from that, they say, yeah, they do the Zoom meetings. It's not enough. What do you tell them? Like, how do you guide them? What do you what do you share with them that kind of eases that stress of, okay, I've got to do this via Zoom instead of in person? 
Yes, and you're absolutely right. And in the beginning, that was a huge conversation that we had with my colleagues, among other people, that you don't have that one-on-one, -on -one, that 4D relationship. And for therapists, body language is huge. Um, seeing the whole body, seeing the person as a whole being is really part of it. So it was concerning at first to do therapy over Zoom or DoxyMe or whatever anybody uses. But what I'm finding for some people, they are really finding comfort in it. For example, they are doing therapy from their bedroom, from their bed, from outside, from their car, and they are able to pick a place where they feel most comfortable. So for that aspect, it's okay. Um, of course, it's quite difficult for people that might be experiencing violence in their home, um, especially during this time when emotions are high and they need an escape from perhaps a violent situation and it becomes very, very, very difficult. Um, what I suggest for people that kind of need that human contact, because of course we're, we're social beings and we thrive from being with each other and being with other people. And, you know, I'm sure you guys notice if, if you're having an issue and if you could just talk to your friend in person about it, not even a therapist, sometimes you just feel better or the weights lifted off and you realize, well, this isn't really so bad. So that social contact is so important. Um, what has worked for some people is doing, you know, organizing those Zoom, of course it's still Zoom, but those Zoom book clubs, or um, I have a group of people that decided to do a Zoom cooking club. So they made it a point to safely get the ingredients and they go on Zoom and they cook together and while they're cooking they talk and they have their meal together so there are different kind of creative things you can do but you're right it's not the same and when you're depressed or anxious or stressed sometimes the hardest thing is to put yourself out there sometimes the hardest thing is to just get out of bed but to actually put yourself out there and make that contact but that is so important whether it's through a FaceTime conversation a Zoom conversation a text, something to put yourself out there to have that human contact during this time is so, so important. Um, you know, and like you said, every state is different and some people can, you know, be outside at a park and be six feet away and take a walk on a park or a beach or something with someone. Um, in other instances, of course, you can't do that. But trying and being creative to have that human interaction is key during this time for most people. Wow, that is so impactful. Because, yeah, you know, I know for me, um, and a lot of our viewers do know this, and I think I may have mentioned it, um, you know, we, I personally suffer from uh, depression from time to time. I'm not afraid nor, nor ashamed to say that. And I have a lot of different tools that I use and I think that it's always good to remember that the a routine, especially for me, is really important. So I know for a lot of people that they are off their game, they're off their routine. And you have some wonderful different techniques that you use with your patients. And I think that it's amazing that they can, number one, reach out to you and still have that interaction with you, even though it's not, as you mentioned, 4D. And by the way, I love that perspective. 
who doesn't love 4D? You know, who doesn't want to sit across from you to have that human interaction? So what are some of the different techniques that you um, suggest to your patients that, you know, maybe they've tried other things and, and they're looking for a different alternative? Well, I absolutely love that you said routine. And that is so important, sometimes really hard to do, but so important. And I always suggest to start the day with gratitude, no matter what, find something. And some days, of course, are harder than others. And maybe it's only that bird tweeting outside that you're grateful for, but finding something to wake up being grateful for. It's so important to do all those basic things like the exercise. And that doesn't mean, you know, running a marathon and, and doing, you know, all these Ironman things. No, just maybe waking up and walking, stretching, whatever you can do. Again, the eating healthy, and I'm not saying to diet, but making sure you're eating the fruits, the vegetables. Um, and then of course, the sleep hygiene, which is just having that routine at nighttime that you do every night to help you get into that mode of sleep. Um, another hot word now is social media hygiene, of course, and that's the same kind of thing, restricting your social media because you can get sucked into that web of craziness and watching other people's lives and that pulls you in and makes you depressed and whether it's the news or whether it's just TikTok like you know the kids are or uh, Instagram or any of those things too much of that is really um, really affects our mental health so those are the basics um, another great thing to do is journaling writing out those thoughts and I know not everybody is is a writer and, and sometimes it's hard but it's nothing anyone's going to see unless you want them to. And it could be just scribbling or nonsense at first, but getting in that mode of writing down your feelings and getting them out um, is really helpful. I have some clients and some teens even that like to write things out and whatever it is, as awful as it is or as wonderful it is, and sometimes they just like to scrunch it up, put it in a paper shredder. Some people even like to burn what they wrote just to get that out. So those are some really, really good tips. Of course, the deep breathing. If you're anxious and you wake up with anxiety and we've all heard people say, you know, just take a deep breath. But are we really taking a deep breath the correct way, the correct way to help with anxiety and even depression or stress and any of those things? And that's really making sure even first thing in the morning, you say something you're grateful for. You take that breath slowly through your nose and make sure it gets to your stomach because lots of times we're taking those breaths and it gets to our chest and that's making, you know, those shallow breaths are making us more anxious and more stressed and feel lightheaded and could roll into all the panic attack situations. So making sure it gets into your stomach, holding it in your stomach breathing out slowly through your mouth. I like to tell clients once they've done this deep breathing in a non-stressful environment to breathe in. Once the air is in your stomach, maybe telling yourself something positive, maybe um, a mantra, uh, some people like a prayer, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with to say, and then breathing out. So kind of starting your day in a positive light, sometimes, most of the time, a lot of the time sets the tone for the rest of your day. Wow, those are uh, great suggestions. And I love the fact, and these all stand out to me, but I love the fact that you mentioned sleep hygiene. 
as I think I mentioned to my sister yesterday, my sleep has just been like way off the charts. And what are some, some specific suggestions with sleep hygiene? Because I think people hear the word hygiene and like, oh my God, I got to run to the bathroom and brush my teeth. Yeah, no, it is a weird, a weird word, but it doesn't mean being dirty or anything like that. It's just basically a routine every night, the same thing to get your body in that mode to go to sleep. Because as we know, when we're not sleeping, I'm sure you, you know, we've all noticed all your listeners have noticed that you're more anxious. Everything's harder, something that, you know, if you're well rested, it would be an easy thing to do. Um, but when you're tired, it's, it becomes overwhelming and stressful and anxiety provoking. So sleep hygiene is, it's really a personal thing. What makes uh, you comfortable at night. You know, some people like to light a candle uh, to, to say, okay, now I'm starting my bedtime routine and now I'm brushing my teeth. Now I'm making the room cooler. I'm making the room darker. I'm doing all these things to get my mind in this mode of it's time to go to bed. And it really, really helps. It has to be the same time, as close to the same time every night as possible. Um, and then a lot of people, once they have their routine down, they get into bed, um, and they might want to try muscle relaxation as part of their sleep hygiene if they're having a hard time. And what that is, is um, using all 16 of your muscle groups to get yourself further into a relaxation mode. So it would be like tightening your feet for five seconds and then letting go, tightening your calves, letting go, and just savoring and enjoying that kind of light but heavy feeling to help you get into that mode of sleep. Um, I would almost suggest, you know, even setting an alarm in the morning too. And in the beginning, especially when your sleep is off, um, that's hard because you want to continue sleeping, but you want to get into that, that correct time. Um, so your, your sleep is back on track. So you function better, have less anxiety, all those things. And I like that too, because we, we often chat about that, going into that restful state, uh, a lot of people don't realize that our bodies naturally, physically and mentally repair itself during a good calm sleep. So the importance of sleep is not just that to wake up refreshed, um, it's actually when our bodies are saying, okay, I've got to rejuvenate and it's a natural repair versus with medication and or an aid. Therefore, because a lot of times if you're not getting a good night rest, Yes, it affects the obvious thing, which is mood, exhaustion, but that exhaustion also trickles down into the physical being of who we are. And that's when we're going to notice our muscles and our joints are not going to feel well. We're going to wake up stiff because we weren't relaxed. So sleep, while yes, it's, it, it has to do with attitude and waking up refreshed, is also uh, medically something that our bodies actually do need to get into that natural repair. And I love the idea of, of doing those muscle relaxations before you go to bed. I also love, you know, we talked about the blue effect with music, um, things trickling down to relax you and get you mentally fit as well as physically fit before the bedtime hour occurs because it's preparation. It's preparation of getting into those great routines that are going to uh, we're going to feel the blessings of them the next day when we got you know, nothing better than waking up refreshed, 
ready to start the day. And I always look at each morning as a new beginning, a new day to set your mark, a new day to uh, overcome something, you know, celebrate those little milestones. And whether it was just even getting into that natural routine of changing some characteristics of what we normally do and forming better habits, that is such a great way for us to take charge of our physical being as well as our mental being. Absolutely. And I love that you said that. I mean, the circadian rhythm is such an important thing. And it's frustrating when when we don't have that or we, we fall out of that. And I love what you said about every day is a fresh start. And that's such a wonderful uh, way to think about it. And it kind of goes along the lines with gratitude. It's true. It's a new beginning. It's a new start. There's hope for, for something wonderful to happen. And it's, it's so important to go that positive route because, you know, with cognitive behavior therapy, uh, it teaches you n not to give in to those negative cognitions. And if you train yourself to be positive, uh, you can just as easily go that positive way than that negative way. So I, I love that, that you said that. That's so true. Now, what would be the one thing that you would tell? Because there are, you know, naturally you have naturally positive people. You have naturally uh, people that look uh, at the brighter side of things. But we also have people that, go the opposite way that look for like the bottom to drop out. The world is half empty, not full. How would you like, what would be one little thing that you could impress upon? Because we also talk about triumphs and celebrating the little triumphs. You know, if it was in fact that you got up and made your bed and that was something that you don't normally do and it was over, overwhelming to even think about, but you accomplish it, pat yourself on the back, um, little things. But what would you say to kind of that person that's out there that is naturally pessimistic about life? Yeah. And, you know, and we all know those people and that's, you know, the catastrophizing, like, you know, people that just assume the worst possible outcomes or, you know, like the all or nothing, it's all going to be terrible or all going to be okay. Or, you know, any of those negative things. So when one of those thoughts pop in your head, we, we want to believe our thoughts, right? Because we're smart and they come in our head and we, you know, should believe them. But the truth is we don't have to believe every thought that pops into our head. We can question our own thoughts. Is this thought really true? Hmm, probably not. Am I assuming this? Why am I assuming this? Um, another good tip that I always like to say is if your friend came to you with, the, if your best friend came to you with this thought, um, how would you respond to them? And why are you not responding to yourself that same way? Why are you not practicing being your best friend? Um, and kind of you know, those are some quick tips as far as getting rid of those, those thoughts. I mean, a lot of people um, really envision a stop sign. So when they notice that they're having these thoughts, they envision, if they're good people at visualizing, a stop sign and they say, oh, stop, I'm doing it. Some people even wear a rubber band or a hair tie on their wrist. And when they notice these thoughts coming in, they kind of fling the, the hair tie or the rubber band and, and it kind of jerks them back and they say, okay, this is a negative thought. This isn't serving me. Um, I'm worrying. Worrying is a waste of time. I'm wasting my energy on worrying about nonsense, about something that's probably never going to happen. Why don't I put my energy into something positive? So. I love uh, the, the line about being, learning to be your own best friend. I 
absolutely, absolutely love that. And what a good way to go into Friday. You know, Friday, we're going into the weekend. A lot of people look around, they say, oh, this person's got plans, that person's got plans, and I'm just, I'm just kind of here. But you know what? I'm going to be my best friend, and I'm going to put my best foot forward. Maybe try a new adventure. Maybe go out for that walk that I talked about. Maybe try something physical that I haven't done. Or maybe get to that book that I keep talking about. I'm going to read and I never do. What do you think about that, Jan? I love that, being your own best friend. I love that because it all goes back to being accountable to ourselves, being gentle and kind to ourselves. And in general terms, I think women... And, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I think women are are more susceptible to that than men. And not to discount to discount the opposite sex, whom sometimes you want to. But you know, I I think that is so important to, you know, establish those feelings. And I also love um, all the different. Um, relaxation techniques that you have which I've tried myself and I what I would want to um because I know what part of our audience is you know they're at home moms and dads that are that are working and also trying to educate their children be their teacher in the midst and I'm just curious if you have any additional tips for the stressed out parent. Obviously, we've talked a lot about stress, different routines. Is there something that you could suggest for them that maybe if they had five minutes to do this one thing, what would that one thing be? Yeah, well, just getting back to what you said about, you know, women, and it's true, and men too, we're trained really through society to be a certain way. And, you know, just talking about the cognitive behavior therapy, sometimes we learned behaviors when we were younger, and we've kind of carried them to adulthood. And maybe those behaviors when we were younger, we learned like as a survival mode in a way. And we learned how to, to behave a certain way to kind of get us through childhood. And it's kind of no longer serving us as adulthood. And it's learning how to kind of change those behaviors. And some of it might be self-care. Maybe as women, we were taught, um, put everybody's needs first and you're last. But the truth is almost like the airplane, um, which of course none of us <laughs> have been on in a while, but you know, if something happens on a plane, put your mask on first before helping anybody else. And that's the truth. Make sure your pot is full, you know, whatever analogy you want, you want to use um, bef before you can kind of help somebody else. And I think that's really, really important. So as far as a tip to help these, you know, parents that are home with children day in and day out, it is so, so hard. Um, I love visualization and um, I, I, one of the ones that I truly love is the safe space. And if, if you could kind of get to a place that's quiet and use your five senses, which is a, gr a grounding technique really. And so grounding is using your five senses to get in the moment. Because as we talked about, uh, lots of times when you're anxious, you're thinking of the future 
and you know ruminating on what could be and perseverating on oh my gosh and lots of times when you're depressed you're thinking about the past so the key is really in life although sometimes it's okay to look to the future a little bit but for the most part to be mindful and to be in the present so with safe space it's um thinking of a place that you've been to, that you want to go to, that you've seen a picture of. And it's a place that makes you feel safe and happy and warm or cool, if that's you know, what you want, but a place that you love. And trying to visualize five things that you can see in this place and make them as bright and as vibrant and as beautiful as you want. And then four things you can hear in this safe place, whether it's the ocean or whatever it is. Um, three things you smell in this beautiful, safe, wonderful place. Two things you can touch in this safe place. And then maybe one thing you can taste or want to taste in this safe place. So kind of getting yourself in this, this kind of a place away from all the other chaos that's going on and allowing yourself that time just to be there. It's one tip I, I kind of give to people. Wow, I got I, I love uh, that five four five five four three two one. It's got a lot of meetings yes. for a lot of people as an entrepreneur and or for for your life in in general. I love that. That's a great great tip. Yes, and, and as she was Stacy, as you were describing that, I was kind of getting the chills because it really wow, like, like that opens up a lot of prospect for different people that are you know maybe have tried different techniques and just to be in that safe place using your five senses to become grounded and visualizing and going through that five, four, three, two, one. I, I absolutely love that. Oh, I'm so glad. And I think grounding, you know, lots of times we're stressed for people that you have to go out and wear a mask or, you know, all these things we're going through now. So the grounding is a really great way to get yourself in the moment. You know, you're, you're looking at four things or five things right in your vicinity to get you back through, you know, three, two, one, all those things. So getting to your safe space is wonderful when you have the time. But if you're really anxious in the moment, those all those grounding techniques that, that you were talking about are is really helpful kind of to get out of that anxiety anxiety feeling um, if you're out and about and feeling stressed too. So I love grounding. That is wonderful. And the other thing that I wanted to touch base upon, um, as a practitioner, obviously you're online most of the time and your practice, um, I assume, does the telehealth, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's really good for our listeners to know. And how would they contact you to schedule an appointment? Um, okay, well, I have a website and it's called namastacy.net, which is N-A-M-A-S-T-A-C-I-E.net. And you could find all the information there. I also have a podcast, Namastacy, with little prayer hands, and there's tons of little tips quick techniques to help um, if you're feeling anxious. And there's some particular ones for COVID anxiety too. Oh, that is wonderful. We'll have to make, I'll make sure that we um, post that uh, information on our page after, um, <laughs> excuse me, the live broadcast. Um, I'm just blown away and so excited to have you on today. Um, in closing, um, you mentioned Zoom book clubs, Zoom cooking clubs, any other different clubs you would love to suggest for our viewers? 
Huh. I, you know, I would, I would never say this to my clients, but you know, if people are into the Zoom happy hours, the Zoom happy hours are, you know, seem to be a real thing. Um, oh gosh, you know, we could really be creative here with that. I just, when I heard the cooking one, I thought that was so fun because you, you're doing something, you know, you're talking at the same time, you're enjoying something. Um, I guess your listeners could really be creative and do anything. I, maybe they want to go on a a Zoom nature walk or a Zoom picnic or, um, oh my gosh, a Zoom, you know, I love the the yoga or the exercise classes. Maybe they want, you know, to do a yoga Zoom class, getting yourself involved, getting yourself moving, getting yourself communicating, um, anything, a Zoom painting, you know, they have those painting places. Well, maybe buy some canvases and paint with your, you know, Zoom friends. Um, I guess, it's, it's unlimited what we could do, right? So there's right. lots of fun things I guess we could do with Zoom. Of course, it's not really being together, unfortunately. And I guess there is a silver lining. I know that at some point this too will end and we will all be together again. But for the moment, it's, it's being creative and finding things to do with the social distancing. But I also want to thank you guys so much for doing this and destigmatizing mental health, really. And I think it's such an important thing to put it out there that we all go through things and it's okay. And you guys are really um, doing your part and your share to destigmatize that. And I think that is a really special and important thing. And I appreciate it. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Um, just Carol, so I have a question for you before we sign off. If you were to do a Zoom club, what would it be? <laughs> oh gosh, I could name a, a bunch of things that I would do, um, but I, I get it. I also just think it doesn't really matter what it is. It's the fact of just doing it. Uh, whether it's a family Zoom, whether it's, you know, girlfriends getting together, whether it's, um, you know, sh sharing, you know, a, a good book, a good recipe, a good fitness technique, a good cocktail, a new cocktail, uh, uh, a good healthy drink, whatever it is, it, it really, to me, it's not really about um, the subject or the activity, it's just the fact of connecting with another human being. And I think um, while in Florida, we don't have the restrictions and there's a lot of states now that this, the restrictions have lifted, um, don't let you know the outside world be such a boundary to who you are as a person. And yes, be creative, uh, but don't get so closed into even being on the Zoom or the computer. You know, get outside, get in your yard, talk to your community. There's a lot of community efforts that will provide great avenues to connect in person. So while Zoom is a great way, a great avenue for those states that are restricted, there are other states that are not restricted where they have outdoor eating um, that you can do. And you know, we've got good positive information coming uh, forward regarding the virus and, and it's really dissipating. So think forward, don't think backward, think forward. I love that. And on that note, we want once again, want to thank you, Stacy, so much for being on today and sharing with our audience. And we will make sure to get your information on our page so that our viewers and listeners can contact you. On that note, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva, with two 
Sisters, and this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, Lady C, getting ready to get our pickleball on. And I'm going to take a lot with Stacy said and go forward, move forward, go out there, be a positive person, be the reflection of who you want to be, because guess what? It's a domino effect. You, even your smile is going to impact somebody. You guys have a great, fantabulous Friday, great weekend, and we'll see you Monday for Monday Mindset. Take care, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Stacey. Thank, oh, you. Bye. Thank you so much.